power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Alright? Now look at John 7, 38. This is one of the scriptures of the month, of the week really. In John 7, 38, I will read it together, please. Do you believe in Jesus? I can't hear you. Then you have river inside you. River is inside you. You must let it flow. I'm so glad in this church because the testimony I gave you about myself from my tender age, I'm seeing children in this house now fulfilling it. Kids got baptized in the Holy Spirit this week. Children seeing angels. Among us. But your heart and mind must be connected. I don't want any one of you to be ritualistic. A ritualistic person is a person who just does the same routine every day in the name of God. But no personal commitment in their heart to the God of the name. If you go to school or university and you just follow them to class on the day of graduation, they will show. Somebody will go home with nothing. And you know, in school also, it is the degree of your heart commitment that determines what you come out with in your, in your certificate. So is God. So when the power of God is moving, if you are in the midst of them and you are feeling nothing, you better weep and cry from your heart. Pass me not. That is the attitude that gets it. to help me sing this song. Toya is a Toya. You made a layman work, but a fine man see. Lift up your voice and worship. Toya is a Toya. You made a dead man rise, walked upon the
Sunday of the month, which is our Thanksgiving Sunday. Say it again. Two. Worshiping God, you must worship with your spirits. Say, Jesus. Amen. 
and amen and amen. The kingpin of this week, of which we have seen tremendous shift in Christ's faith tabernacle, though we have been meeting on Zoom, but we have zoomed into higher levels. It says in the book of Revelation, chapter 1, and a number of us have encountered it this week. It says the revelation Jesus of Jesus Christ, which he gave him to show his servants, plural, which is you and I, what must soon take place. He gave it, he made it known by sending his angel to his servant John. And this week a number of you have seen angels. Him the Lord sent to you. Who testified to everything that he saw? A number of you have seen visions during this week. And that is the word of God, the testimony of Jesus. I'm very much happy and I can say very big gratitude to God for the revelation and manifestation that we have received this week. Not just, um, not just a matter of pastor now but a matter of everyone who believe and not just a matter of people who are old but from children to the young ones and up like that i really am grateful to god this is the last day of the holy ghost convention and i want you to give me your full attention and also be sensitive to what god is doing in the midst of us so that you will be able to contact the power of God this morning. Shall we just be seated? Do I have Sister um, 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 Marilyn here? Sister Marilyn, please come out. I, do, I told you that you'll be sharing your testimony in the evening, but I think we should listen to this testimony from Sister Marilyn. She didn't expect me to call her this morning, but the way the, the power of God is moving, this would be an ideal time to do that. To fulfill our righteousness, come over. I will give you sanitizer. That's what they said now. And you can take this microphone. Yes. Tell us what happened to you. Praise the Lord. Well, I've been praying for so many years, seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, nothing was happening, and uh, this month, like the end of July going to August, I always take my calendar and see what it says for the other month. Then I saw Holy Ghost Convention, so I said, oh, this is my time. So from that day, I was praying earnestly to God to say, the Holy Spirit, I have to, I have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Let this convention don't pass me by. Let this convention don't pass me by. So cool. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. So um, I was so expectant. The very first day of the Holy Ghost Convention, like the night before, just like children, when they say tomorrow is Christmas, I know I'm going to have this tomorrow. I was so happy. I even told one of my, my friends here. I was so happy waiting for morning to come. And when morning came, my spirit was so on fire. I was waiting for the time, looking at my clock. Then I got ready and I sat down. I said, today is going to happen. I can feel it in my spirit. Even when the, we started the prayers and the singing for it, I said, oh God, please, please, it's now. 
So some pastors prayed after that apostle came and took the mic and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So as apostle took the mic, I said, Apostle, please um, pray for the baptism right now before you go to any other thing. As, as I finished saying that, Apostle just said, Whoever was been praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, as he got so there, I just sank on my knees and lift my hand up and continuously for so long. The time I was conscious, I was still here. I said, Oh, and look, Apostle was still preaching, and I just quickly sent a text to Apostle. So after that, now the night I couldn't sleep, it's just in tongues, in tongues, in tongues. Every day, everywhere I go, even at work, the woman was saying, well, what are you saying? I would just say, please, Lord, help me. Anything I say in English, I have to go in tongues. So I, what I did is like, connected my spirit. I think you just need to connect your, your spirit. That week, I was so expectant to say this Holy Ghost convention will not pass me by. The Holy Spirit will definitely end. I see these few days, and before even that, when we are doing the midnight uh, Friday prayers, my eyes were opening to so many things. I would say, oh, Jesus, what is this? You know, we, we, you see, sometimes we think we are doing the right thing, but as I say, what I realize now is just your spirit. It's your spirit that commune to God before what is going to happen is happening. So I just give God the glory, the honor, and the praise. I thank Jesus, the Holy Ghost, and thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And thank you, Papa. Thank you, Mama. Amen. <laughs> One of the members of this church, when we lay hands on, on him during the beginning of this church, he was speaking in tongues for three days. He couldn't stop. He will want to speak English, he cannot, but he will speak in tongues. So in the office he was speaking in tongues, he had to go back home. And the, the Holy Spirit arrested him, and he continued to speak and speak and speak and speak. When he tries to own, uh, speak in, his, in, in English, he will, he will be speaking in tongues, and he will be using his hand to get you to understand what he's saying. <laughs> that is river. Now, I allow her to come and give this testimony because I wanted her to give the testimony in the night. In the evening, I told her. And one of the things that she said that really intrigues me, which I know of the Holy Spirit, is that she said when, when that thing happened to her, you know, she felt a joy that she had never felt. She's a person I know very well, especially when you talk of people who are reserved, people who are shy. But does she look shy now? Even if she's shy, she cannot stop speaking. Yes, this is the time of the Holy Spirit. You know, with the Holy Spirit, it's so simple. Turn to me, I will turn to you. Holy Spirit, don't respect your, your dignity, your, your age, your, whether you are young or old, it doesn't affect Holy Spirit. When I was a young boy, Jesus appeared to me. I told you from the age of nine. And we have kids in this church who got baptized in the Holy Spirit at four nine six across like that but why do, I, do we talk about this because this week i've spent the whole seven days helping you to know two things this is not my message today so stay get ready i'm going to preach i've i've spoken to you very much this week about who the holy spirit is and the holy spirit decided to just look into the gift of prophecy and the ministry of angels I will not be able to go through everything. If you missed it, go back, go to YouTube and, and look for it. People 
who logged in every day. They were in their thousands across the globe. And if you go to the YouTube, you see comments by many people who, some are members, some are not members of CFT Church. Ministers of various, various levels. And one of the things that all of them said, what a revelation. I myself say, what a revelation. Especially when I was teaching you yesterday about the ministry of the angel of destiny. They have thought about that scripture for years. More than 30 years I've thought about it. But the revelation God gave me when I decided to look into the angel of destiny, there are several things in the Bible I can show you about angel of destiny. You see the angel of destiny prepare a way for people to enter destiny without sweat. Without sweat. It's in the Bible. But we look just into the people of Israel. And the, 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 the issue about the people of Israel is that I don't think any human being on earth can go through what the people of Israel went through. You have just read it now. One king will, 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 be, will be sensible. The next king will be foolish. The next is foolish. After one sensible king, you will have about four useless kings. Who started well and ended in Satanism? Or who started with the devil? Even the one whose father was very faithful and loyal. He burnt his own child in fire to sacrifice to Molech. And we can see it in the church of God today that, you know, the same pattern of those people are with us. Because when you see people who are faithful to God, you see God manifesting in them. And when you see people who are not faithful to God, in a short time, they soon fall away from the race. It will not happen to any one of you. And I want to say this, that this very meeting, I told you in the youth conference that this week is more for youths than the adults. Because it is the youth of this church that will carry the banner forward in life. And you cannot carry the banner of CFT if you don't manifest like Apostle Williams. That is very clear. Because really when I hand over the baton to you, people will expect better from you than me. And God is raising among us youth of various ages who are stepping into the shoes now. Even some of them very young, but they are stepping into the shoes, you know, wearing the shoe of old men. And God is using them. They can see, they can hear, they teach the word with deep insight. And yet they are in primary school. And the whole world have commended their efforts contacting me when they... But I put these kids on the television, I, on the uh, uh, social media, so that the whole world can see the use of CFT produced. <clears throat> and so, this week is about the Holy Spirit, about the gift of prophecy, because the origin of Holy Spirit, let me say that the first prophetic of the Holy Spirit, you know, which is so pronounced concerning us, is the book of, in the book of Joel 2, 28. It says, and afterwards I will pour out my spirit upon all, all people, sons and daughters will prophesy. That's what the Bible says. So, which means all Christians should prophesy, isn't it? So, if the Bible says we should do something, how do we get done what the Bible says? By praying and seeking the face of God. And we looked at and saw many young ones who prophesied, like the daughters of Philip. They were young girls and they were prophesying. And old men have to listen to their direction. We, we, we saw Huldah, who the prophet, uh, the king had to go and ask that what is God saying and what she said is what the king obeyed. And I told you about this myth of some people who do not believe in women ministry. That Satan brainwashed them. 
so that they will never prosper in that area. And you know with God, when you, when you deny God of one thing in what he said, he will deny you of everything he has promised. And if you look at people who argue like that, they have no single manifestation, no encounter. It will never happen. No matter how much they fast or pray, they will never encounter. Because they have denied Jesus. And we finished yesterday recognizing the book of John chapter 7 verse 38. And that John chapter 7 verse 38 is what every one of you scholastically must remember. Because Jesus, can you put it on the board for me please very quickly. Jesus Christ in that scripture <clears throat> gave us something we will call in law a dictum. That is a principle that is applicable in every circumstance of the same case. It says, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, understand that, that word. Streams of living water <clears throat> will flow within him. He did not ask us to pray for our flow, but we can pray for it. But for that prayer to happen, you must believe Christ as the Bible has said. What intrigues me about this verse is that it's true. It says that whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, and I told you that many Christians read the books of people written by, in quote, men of God or some Christians. Read a lot of theological books and stuff. Read a lot of liturgical books and stuff. But they do not know the Bible. And that's the reason why they don't manifest. Because you cannot manifest what you don't know. <clears throat> you cannot go to school of engineering to become a surgeon. Neither can you become a lawyer by going to medical school. And so if you spend your time reading books of people, confession, and all those nonsense that have no biblical basis, as Christ has said, that is the reason for shunting manifestation. That's the reason why believers do not manifest God. Because to manifest God, you have to know Jesus not as your pastor told you, not as a book told you, but as the scripture has said. So it means that anything that people give you about Christianity, you have to check it from what Jesus said about his Christianity. Anything Jesus did not instruct about his Christianity, you cannot believe it. If you believe it, it is your choice. I will together now. And we recognize that this is a benchmark for every one of us to make sure it guides our life through. You will enter from one glory to the another. <clears throat> really, this week, two days ago, I saw an, an angel... Or was it yesterday in the morning? I've seen several angels. I've seen cherubs. I've seen seraphs. I've been to heaven several times. I've seen quite a lot of angels. And, uh, but this angel, I've never in my life seen such angel. Never. I've never, in my encounters of going to heaven, I have never met an angel that looked like that. I understand I've been in this midst of myriads of angels. And when I saw this angel... That was um, in the early, early uh, time of yesterday. I think I told you yesterday night. I told my son, what struck my mind is that I never knew that that type of angel exists because of the figure of that angel. Because all the angels I've seen, they have similar figures, though different heights. But this angel was nine foot tall. <clears throat> I was standing behind me. But the way he looks is very different. He, he looks like a human, but a huge man. You know when you say a man who is huge? That's how he looks. He doesn't look muscular. Like others look, you know, a little bit muscular, but not very muscular, but tone. And when you look at them, you can see strength. 
You can see formidable power when they are standing before you. You understand? But this angel doesn't look like that. This angel looks, you know, huge, like a proper huge man, but taller than everybody. I was standing behind me. When some guys were speaking to me, they looked like dwarf when he was standing. I looked into his eyes. His eyes does not look like the shape of the eyes of man. His eyes is round. And the white of his eyes is so crispy white. And the black of his eyes is glossy black. But when you look at this angel, it looks intimidating. One of the things you see with angels is that they are so impressive. They are not people that stand and you feel they have fear or anything. And they are not arrogant or proud. But in their standing, you will know that the one standing is called confidence. The only things angel cannot do is what God cannot do. Because God is the one who empowers angels to do things. And when they see situation and they look at it and they didn't move, it's not because the situation is not, is, is not surmountable. It is because they have not received instruction. And I showed you in the scriptures about angels throughout this week. When they receive instruction, it does not matter whether the whole world, they can point to the earth and this planet will vanish instantly like a smoke. That is how powerful they are. I've seen an angel in heaven before that the angel looked like a baby in shape, but it's the same height with me. I said, I was a baby angel when I was, was coming to me. And the Lord told me, do not call this a baby angel. This angel has the power to remove America out of the face of the map. This is the Father speaking. And I quote him. When all of us will stand before him in judgment, you will hear me say it again. And I was shocked. But when the angel got to me, he didn't bother himself by what I said. Because that's not his mission. His mission is to reveal my life to me and the next thing. Look, I want you to love God. Okay? In CFT, you have over you not a man who just have head knowledge. I have head knowledge and I haven't had enough. I'm going to have more. I've told you, book. We just woke up that we should read book. I would mean that. So you never think that apostle will not be in school. Two weeks time, I'm starting. I'm going back to university. Two weeks time, I'm starting my own program for now. I won't tell you what it is. But you know, I will tell you the results. Uh-huh. One of the, uh, the, 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 the sister I read her result last week, um, uh, Sister Pat, uh, Brother Patrick's daughter. What is her name again? Uh, Patrick's uh, daughter. Um, what is her name again? Eh? Tell me now. Uchi. Oluchi. You know, I'm so happy. I'm uh, very proud of you. All you kids in CFT. Last week I, I read, I got his, his, uh, her result wrong. What she had was eight A double stars. She had, she did ten subjects. In eight subjects, she had A star star, and in two subjects, she has A star. That's what she had. And she is in the club playing football in United Kingdom. One of the people that they have the eye on to represent UK in football. She is a lady. 
Is she here? All right. Maybe she'll be here next Monday. Next Sunday. I am proud of you and I celebrate you when God gives you success. And you all know that the success you have is because you have a Moses in the person of Apostle Alfred Williams who instructs you in the way of God. And as much as long as you commit yourself to the God of the Bible, he gives you success. And I do not teach you only. That's why I also go to school so that I can show you that what I'm teaching you is doable and God is faithful to what he said. Someone says that at your age is irrelevant. I'm a young boy. I don't know about you. My father, when he was almost 80, he was calling himself young boy. And now I understand <laughs> that you never grow old. No matter how old you are, you'll be looking at yourself as a young man. It's only when you stand for too long, you will discover that you have to sit down. Or when you have to walk or run, you will discover that you can run a little bit, but the rest you give it to the, those who break the record. Somebody also sent me, you know, a result. I haven't got that with me here. I wanted to read that result at one of these GCSE, uh, you, uh, you know, uh, uh, children in the church. She also had A stars all over the place. And from, Bri- 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 from Bristol as well, the daughter of our pastor, the A star all over the whole place. I say A star become useless in CFT. The same way first class became useless in CFT. Hallelujah. I wish that I had a person like me. To teach me when I was younger. However, you know, I remember Jesus revealed question paper to me when I was younger. And I got 104% in the photogrammetry. So what I'm telling you is that commit your life to the Lord. It makes it easy for you. Especially when you are still young. The Bible says, remember now the, the creator in the days of their youth when evil day has not come that you say I have no pleasure in it. I, for every one of you. You know, listen to me. If you say you are a Christian, you have to prove it. You have to prove it by being excellent. You have to prove it by being highly disciplined. When they are getting people into violence, rioting, you are not part of the useless stuff. You are aiming to impact this country so that you can help the poor. If you are bankrupt, you cannot help the poor. You have to rise to the place of decision makers in every career for you to be able to change the decision so that poor people can rise up. You have been poor and you must get to the heights. To me, that is the way of Christianity. Anything less is useless. The Bible says that how God exalted Jesus Christ of Nazareth and how he anointed him, he went about doing good. If he did not have the unction, he cannot do the good. What you don't have, you cannot give. In our society today, it doesn't matter your color. Forget about all this discrimination they are talking about. As for me, there is no racism. And I say that I can prove it. There is no racism. Because if you go to Africa, I came from Nigeria. My grandfather came from Sierra Leone. Go there and see what racism is. Here, if, they, if you see somebody deal with you wrongly, you can take them up. Over there, who can you take up? In Nigeria, if they don't promote you, and they brought a useless man who did not have education, they're making your director, what can you do? They do that all the time because it belongs to a particular race. So there is no racism. But there is something. There is devil, 
There is Jesus. Be very wise. Everything that leads to contention and violence is under the jurisdiction of Lucifer. The spirit in charge of it is called Belial. You can invoke him. Anything that is involved with blood is from Lucifer. And the demon in charge of it is Balzebu. You can invoke. My father was a Satanist. And I'm telling you the truth. If you were a devil, Satanist before, you would agree with me. When you want people to injure themselves, you send Belial to cause uprising. And you send Balzebu to suck blood. And people will behead one another. They will, maim, they will kill. Until they do that before their eyes is, is settled. Every witch in this country, every wizard, and every satanist in this country know what I'm saying is true. But it is so sad that Christians, many of you have ignorance about what the Bible is saying. And you mingle yourself with the institution of the devil and you'll be the victim because you are the first target. And the, the covering of God cannot be with you in that way. Because for God to cover you, you must be in the way of righteousness. No matter how angry you are, what you're angry about has existed before you were born. When you are growing old, and die will remain. The only way we can make a change is to ascend into God's hill. So that we can receive knowledge and intelligence from God when we worship him faithfully, if you are a carpenter, you will be one of the renowned carpenters. If you are a bricklayer, you will be no equal as a bricklayer. Because the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom and knowledge. According to the book of Isaiah chapter, chapter 11 verse, verse 2, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding will rest upon you. It is the spirit, Holy Spirit that gives all that. So. so if you are a Christian, you must seek God. That is your heritage. You can't fight for anybody. Nobody can fight for any man, another man on earth. Except you have the substance. In our world today, the substance that rules is knowledge. Is knowledge. By knowledge, the house is built. By wisdom, his rooms are filled with good things. But that knowledge comes from God. The, the Daniel chapter 1 verse seven, 17. That knowledge comes by fear of God. The fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. A good understanding of all who fear him, says the word of the Lord. Come on, let me say something to you. I am building you a tomorrow in this country and an eternity with Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This nation is waiting for the manifestation of sons of God. People who, are, who, who know how to capture Satan by intelligence and made him, make him useless in, his, in the field of his knowledge. And then manifest the power of the kingdom. So that the hopeless man on the street can know there is hope in Jesus. And you, who are God's people, regardless of your color, your, or your nature, or your size, you are the hope of this country. This is Great Britain, made great by the gospel of Jesus Christ. All together, we will restore our nation back to greatness by the gospel of Jesus Christ. People who will represent in United Nations are sitting among you. People who will represent in World Bank are sitting among you. Head for it. World courts, head for it. If you, in a, if you are a member of this church, if you want to apply to any institution under heaven, if they refuse you, bring it to me. Whoever is the head, we will go and meet him. As long as you are qualified. There is none of them that we cannot access. God has power over every institution. Let me preach. What have I done? Because you have made me talk, 
Because when I looked at you, I, record, I discovered that I can see some spots among you prophetically who did not follow the convention. That's what I saw when I came into this pulpit. And that is called the spirit of discernment. I will get there now. And that's why I've taken the pain to just go through all those things. You, you know, we ended yesterday. One of the things we looked at yesterday was the Kariah. Every one of you who have duty like Joanna's, really, by the way, can I, all the Joanna's who are present in this hall, when we close, find your way out of the procession, and I have good news for you in the green room. If you are a Joanna, just come and meet me. If you don't know what Joanna is, Joanna is Joanna. <laughs> you can investigate it. These are people who give themselves to the service of God uh, on the altar. So what we read about Jeremiah, Zechariah in Luke chapter 1 was that if you are an usher, be doing your ushering job with your heart. If you are all this camera crew, be doing your job with your heart. I'm so happy when I see our young ones taking over all these things because that is what I live for. I, am, I have been due to retire a few years ago. But I have extended my retirement age to the age of 80. So that I will still be around, don't worry. <laughs> I told you the Lord told me when I would die, the age I would die. And I will tell you when I'm going, I'm going. Alright? I want to work with God like that too. So that I can tell you things. You know the time you will leave, so when I'm getting close to my time, I quickly wind up. And let you know that I'm going, this is the time I'm going, this is the time. And when I'm about to go, we do praise and worship and I take off and go to the one who sent me. And that should be your ending too. It is working with the Lord. It is working with the Lord. I don't have any problem on earth. Alright? Nothing. Because I have the God of Israel. Is it not that there's no manifestation of problem there, but my God is bigger than every situation. And so are you. Let me sing for you. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what a glory He sheds on our way. When we do His good will, He'll abide with us still and with all who will trust and Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and Tonight is prophetic night. Don't miss it. If you don't have the link when you are going out there, break your protocol. I would really say that Elder, Elder Charles, today, when we are closing, go and stand at the exit. If you see the man standing alone and he is not moving, it is Elder Charles. Ask him, give him your number there. Coronavirus, they say you shouldn't give number. He will write your number down. He will also block his nose as you block your nose. So that everybody's protected. So that he will send you the link. Tonight you must not miss it. It is prophetic impartation and anointing service. You will get olive oil in your hand in your house. And you will see what heaven will do when I have entered into the power of the Most High. Something will happen to you today that you will never forget it. Victory is yours. You will know no defeats. 
increase is yours, you will know no decrease. I say, the glory of heaven will come upon you. You will know no ashes. God will turn your ashes to beauty. He will turn your failure to success. He will turn your weakness to strength. The one who keeps his race shall rise up concerning you. It is the period of the prophetic of God under heaven. And the Spirit of God will rest upon you, the Spirit of counsel, the Spirit of power, the Spirit of sound mind. If you have been intimidated before, now you begin to intimidate those who intimidate you. The power of God is available on earth. Angels are so many on the earth. Fifteen minutes more. They have asked me what's the topic of today. The topic of today is this. You have the power to control your thoughts. You have the power to control your speech. You have the power to control your action. Last week I told you about, I stopped in these seven things about heart and mind. Yes. I will just give you a hint on this. We carry on during the week. I will teach this now during the week. So that the week we meet at 7 p.m. for prayer. After praying 30 minutes, I will do a teaching in this area. I will not wait again for Sunday to teach this. You seek knowledge, it's available. Now, about technologies of this, we have been looking at heart, mind, and thoughts. And we're looking at the seven things about heart, mind, and thoughts. And we stopped last week on number four. You have the power to control your thoughts. They add this to that. I will finish this really within ten minutes. You have the power to control your thoughts. How? By controlling every imagination that comes to you. And casting them down to obey the word. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5. It says, casting down imaginations and everything, every high thing that exalted itself. I'm reading the King James Version. Old King James. Against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Let me tell you this. Every thought that comes to your mind emanates from your heart. It can be triggered by your five senses. I've taken you through all this in my previous lecture. If you smell something, you start thinking. If you see something, you start thinking. You touch something, you start thinking. You taste something, you start thinking. You see something, you start thinking. All your thoughts, all your senses trigger, you know, uh, imagination in your mind. However, you have the power to take thought captive. All right? Because it is imagination that becomes thoughts. And you remember that I said to you, thought comes from your heart. Your thought has its root in your heart. If you look at the book of Genesis 6, 5, again, I refer you to it. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of his thoughts and uh, of, uh, uh, of the thought of his heart was only evil continuously. And I said to imagination have its root in your mind, but thoughts <clears throat> have its root in your heart. And the Bible says that uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So that your thoughts 
goes to your is 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 it comes from your heart imaginations happen in your in your in your mind and before the imagination can become an action it will become a thought which is deposited in your heart it is your heart that controls your tongue out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks and that controls your action so you can take your thought captive take your imagination captive before it goes into thought so that every imagination you have you can judge it by the word of god and say yes and then you pass it into your heart and you say no and it cannot get into your heart number one every decision number two comes from your heart every decision comes from your heart while imagination has its root from your mind your thoughts come from your heart and your decision come from your heart because your decision arises through your thoughts a processed thought is decision that's the reason why you can you are you are culpable for your decision that you make not anybody second corinthians chapter 9 verse 7 each man should give as what he has decided in his heart to give not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves shall giver. So your decision to give, the Bible helps us to understand here that it is, it, is, it is something that comes from your heart. The decision to travel comes from your heart. Your decision to do good comes from your heart. Your decision to do bad or to retaliate comes from your heart. And that's the reason why in law you can never be, 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 be found not guilty for carrying out a decision that you have made. You cannot say the devil made me do it. In court they don't know devil. They know the man who did it. Because if the devil spoke, he can only speak to your, speak to your imagination. The devil cannot make decisions for any man. Neither can God make decisions for any man. God will speak to your imagination. You process it and it becomes a thought. And from the thought, it gives back to decision. And the decision is what you act upon. So a man is culpable of his decision that he had made. The decision you made yesterday, some years ago in your life, is what is the result you are getting today. The decision you are making now, you must be very conscious, very sensitive that they are, this, they are things that will affect your tomorrow. Either you like it or not, you have to pay. You have to receive the fruit of decisions. Decisions that you have made today, it will be a fruit for you tomorrow. You cannot pray against it. It will still happen. Because you took the decision. That's the reason why when you take a decision to follow Jesus Christ, all things are passed away. Hallelujah, somebody. I love that. All things have become new. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 5.17. So listen to me, therefore. Having said that to you, I've just spent five minutes. Let me use the next five minutes to tell you two things. There is a boy who decided his father was rich and he decided that look let me just um, go and take my shares of, of my father's wealth and squander and 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 just you know enjoy myself as a young man like some people you know some young people is in england i saw that young people will say that i've been reading i want to take a break can you hear that a break to what you don't understand that when a car is on motion and he has not reached the, the mark and he stops, others will overtake him. Simple. Simple. What did you read? You haven't done PhD, you are saying you are read. You want to take a break. What kind of break is that, for God's sake? I heard that in England. And when they take the break, they will soon recognize that their mates, when they come back, their mates have gone ahead. Don't you understand? You have to finish before you break. It's in England I found that. In Nigeria, when there's no one to help you, 
If they even sell brick to you, you will not buy it. <laughs> Hallelujah. You won't buy it. So this boy told the father that, look, I've been staying under you for a long time. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big boy now. I'm a man. And the father said, okay, give him his portion. They gave him his portion and he went and he squandered it. When he finished the money, he became so poor, bankrupt, and he was eating with pigs. A person that eats from course to course with many servants cooking. A person who in his family, they don't just come to the dinner table any, dressed anyhow. Well-dressed, living in, in, in palacious place. But after he has suffered for a while, the Bible says, when he came to his sense, Luke chapter 15 verse 17, when he came to his senses, he said, how many uh, of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. And he did so. That is a decision. The decision came by adversity. I will together now. But in his heart is the knowledge of what he used to be with his father. But in his imagination is the squandering. And when he squandered the money, he didn't recognize that the money you spend don't grow back. And after he had wasted his money on useless things, and he, he now had to pay for it, that decision of squandering money, he had to now pay for it to go and become, you know, you know, you know, a servant in, a pig, in pigry. A person royally brought up. He had never known suffering before, but his decision ended him in poverty and in suffering and in pain. But you know something? You may be brought down by your decision. You don't have to die down. You can make up your mind to change your tomorrow straight away. I will gather now. And it is decision. He came to his senses. If you look at the book of uh, Daniel 2, we'll look at that Nebuchadnezzar. When he became so big and he was walking on his, on his um, uh, you know, um, in the, on the rooftop. And he saw his kingdom all over. And he said, this is the kingdom I have built by my own power. And the voice of God spoke straight away from heaven to him. From today, you'll be an animal in your own garden. And you will not be seen for seven years. And instantly, fog grew all over his body. He became like an animal. He was somebody who has like a zoo behind his garden. Because his garden are acres, acres of, of land. And he was walking among animals, eating grass. For seven years, they were looking for the king. They don't know where he was. And he says, and when the years was over, my sanity came to me. That is imagination. God spoke to his mind back. Oh, I became what I became because of the wrong imagination that gave birth to a wrong attitude and action. I can reverse it. By imagination, humble myself before God and ask God for mercy. And he did that there, acting upon the second imagination, and God restored him back to his throne. You can change your tomorrow by your imagination and your thought today. The, the, your today is according to your imagination and thought and action that followed. And you can decide to change tomorrow by changing your imagination. Either you are well and good. You can go higher and better by improving on what you have done good that brought you this good. 
And if you have done bad and it is terrible for you, you can change that bad, that seed. You have the power over your thought. Don't let anybody lie to you. Finally, two minutes. This is four minutes here. Let me show you this. We read this week about Jeroboam, isn't it? Jero, Jero, Jeroboam. God blessed Solomon, and he was the wisest man. He was the greatest man. And Solomon now married 700 wives. How he managed, I can't understand. And 300 concubines. Amen. A man who went to marry 700 wives, is he not looking for premature death? Yeah, yeah, he's looking for premature death now. <laughs> because he has to satisfy 700 women. I wonder when he will have to, to sit down. But God so blessed him. And he took the blessing for granted. Let me say this to you. However, he now began to worship idols. That's why we end up to disobedient. So when he worshiped the idols so much, God was hungry. And God told the kingdom that he promised his lineage. And gave one, Judah, to his son Rehoboam. And picked up a man who was just a young man but industrious and very diligent. And God said, okay, I will give you ten tribes. The prophet met him on the way. He never dreamt he would ever be a king. Even he never dreamt he would be a cupbearer of the king. He looks at the king far away. And God gave him... A gold in a gold platter. Now, a man like that, you will expect that he will worship that God forever. How many people have given testimony on this pulpit and eventually turn away from God? Or just feel that, really, that testimony I gave, it was my energy, it was my effort. It's Satan who breached such into them. This man, therefore, having become so established, look at what happened to him. 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 25 to 33. It says, Then Jeroboam fortified Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim and lived there. From there he went out and built Peniel. Can you see? However, Jeroboam thought to himself, this is where Peniel started. Instead of thinking in line with prophecy, thinking in line with what God said, he now turned to himself. I'm a mighty person now. Established by my power. He forgot that God made him. The kingdom will now likely revert to the house of David if these people go up to offer sacrifices at the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem. Now, if he says that if they offer sacrifices at the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem, they will, they will accept Lord. Common reasoning says that they let him build another temple for the same God, isn't it? That's common sense. Oh, if people leave CFT and they go to... Um, uh, uh, Dartford, they will go to Elim Church, okay? And we don't have church here. So what do I do? I build church here. But common sense is not common. Especially when a man looks to self, he loses common sense. The day you look at your wealth, you look at what you have achieved and it's getting to you, that day you're gone. Because all what you, you, you glamour over, it's just um, um, Hospitality money for some people for a month. Are you with me now? So you must always know it's God. 
However, when he looked at himself, what will he produce is what you see. The kingdom will now revert to David. Verse 27 says, If these people go up to offer sacrifices at the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem, they will again give their allegiance to their Lord, Rehoboam, king of Judah. They will kill me, did you see, insecurity, and return to their, God, to their king, Rehoboam. He forgot that God is the one who put him there. So what did devil now suggest to him? After seeking advice from who? From men. And those men, Satan is the one who speaks through them. The king made for himself a golden calf, the abomination. He said to the people, it is too much for you to go to Jerusalem. Here, as, here is your God, are your gods. O Israel, who brought you out of Egypt? Can you imagine lie again? The man who, who was nothing, and God of Egypt, Israel told him, he knows the truth. He now began to, to kick against God, because in his mind, he wanted to save himself from man. Alright? Protect himself from man. One, he said in Bethel, one in Dan. And these things became a sin. The people went even as far as Dan to worship the one there. Look at verse 31. Jeroboam built shrines. Can you imagine? Instead of building church, instead of building temple, he built shrines on high places, appointed priests from all sorts of people. He now developed his own priesthood. Even though they, they were not Levites, he instituted a festival on the 15th day of the 8th month, like the festival held in Judah and offered sacrifice on the altar. Instead of this man, common sense, to build church, he's building things against God. The God who bless you, you are now building things against him. Can you imagine? If you are afraid of the person, the other man, that you can take what you have, then replicate that God here and build it for God. But rather, he, because he was afraid of man taking his empire, he now began to do things against God. If somebody falls under the judgment of man, God can intervene. But if somebody falls under the wrath of God, who will intervene? So, he built shrines. Yeah. He instituted a festival. Then, offered sacrifices and altar. This is, this he did in Bethel. Sacrifice, the sacrifices to the calf and he made. And at Bethel also, verse, verse, uh, 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 Bethel also, he installed priests in high places and made. Verse 33, which is the last verse of it, it says, On the 15th day, on the 8th month, a month of his own choosing, he offered sacrifices on the altar he had built at Bethel. So he instituted a festival of, uh, for Israel and went up to the altar. To make. He, 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 he misled the whole nation. And does he not know? He knows because God told him that the reason why I reject Solomon is because of all these idols he went into. He knew direct from God before he started. That was a bargain. A contract was, was solemnized. And God said, don't do that. But he, he, because of insecurity and he's full of himself, he thought your thoughts can make you or break you. And I pray for you that every inclination of your heart will make you in life. It will be in line with the God who had appointed you. Write two scriptures down. Those ones are direct. They don't need explanation. Proverbs 3.7, New King James Version. For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. You are the product of your thoughts. Write that down. As well as those of you who are still in school, <laughs> write that down. 
You are the product of your thought. You know, I was telling my son that now I'm going back to school in two weeks' time. I, from two months ago, I have tried to restructure myself so that everything I know that I need to put as do and get them out of my way, I'm doing. Really, I changed my journeys also. Because I know when we start, the first one month in school is the most significant. You get it right. You have set what you will get out of the degree in your first month. You miss it, forget it. And of course, you know what I'm aiming for. And that I will get. You didn't say amen. Even if you didn't say amen. I know you pray for me daily. And I have to make your prayer work by not failing and coming out to the top of that, that ladder. So the power of your confession, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 to 10, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You see the combination of your heart and your confession. It says, for it is with your mouth, your heart, that you, 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 it is with your heart that you believe and you are justified. Underline the word justify. I will explain that to you more because it's a language of law. And it is with your mouth you confess and you are saved. That's a language of law too. We are stopping here. But no, understand this. I have given you evidence from natural lives of people, from the written scriptures, that you have power over your mind. Whatever you allow your mind is what will prevail. And what you do not allow in your mind cannot become a thought. And what is not a thought cannot arise to an action that, you know, can affect you. So, we agree together that our mouth and our heart are connected. And we know that heart brings justification. But for you to be discharged and acquitted, which is the word saved, you have to speak. And the words of your mouth, you can control every time. Don't tell me again that my husband of, uh, made me angry and oh, you, you curse the person. It will never be your mouth in Jesus' name. Your mouth will not produce curse. Or oh, my wife did something to me. I, I, I just began to say all manners of things about her. That's how you know, that is where you know how ugly she was. Amen. That is the flesh, isn't it? Eh? Why did I even marry you? Several why. You should answer yourself. All these years you have been together, all these good things have been happening. That's why you marry her. You must control your mouth. And you cannot control your mouth unless you control your heart. Because salvation is a final product of justification. And your heart justifies you. But your lips and confession quit you. Let's just bow our heads and pray. Lord, I bless everyone under my voice all over the world, that you will give understanding to them deeper than what I have ministered today. May your grace and mercy and wisdom be upon all who have heard your word. And may you transform our lives by the reason of your word. The whole world is waiting with eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. Reveal us, God, the Holy Spirit, through your wisdom and endowment from the Lord Jesus Christ. That we will be the solution to this very world. And your name be glorified. Everything of Christ, Father, help us to manifest them. We want to be like Jesus in his confession, 
in the control of his heart and mind and his thoughts. He want to be like Jesus in everything that he do. He, do, he did. His behavior is manifestation. So, Lord, help us. In Jesus' holy name, we are praying. Amen and amen. I want to give what I call, I sense in my spirit that some people need to give their life to Jesus. Let's bow our heads. If you are, um, if you are, you haven't accepted Jesus into your heart before, and you want to do that for the first time, just read this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you because you died for me. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. I confess with my lips, Lord Jesus, you are my Lord. I receive you into my heart and accept you and confess you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for forgiving me all my sins. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for everyone sick under my voice. <clears throat> Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I send the word, all scriptures quoted today, to attack every sickness and infirmity. The Bible says he sent his word and he healed his people. He sent his word and he healed his people. You are discharged from your infirmity and sicknesses in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Receive brand new organs and I curse every pain in your body to die. Vanish out of that body in the mighty name of Jesus. May the Lord strengthen your soul, strengthen your spirit, strengthen your mind, and strengthen your heart and your body. In Jesus' holy name we are prayed with thanksgiving. Amen and amen. Let me just um, conduct your offering straight away. Let's prepare for our tithes and our offerings. The Bible says, bring all your tithes and offerings to my storehouse. Test me in this, if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and bless you. Can I just say something to you? For you in Christ with Tabernacle, I know that we are very obedient. But the Holy Spirit prompted my spirit to tell you this. You know, this COVID-19 and the lockdown, God meant it for good. Because you can see that in our production on, 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 on our social media, God has raised many producers from among you. People who don't know about Zoom before, you have not learned about Zoom. Zoom is Zooming everybody place. And some of you are now using Zoom for your own business and making money, which you would never have made if we did not lock down. And if you look at the church production too, the ch our church production is not different from BBC or ITV. Or women, we are better than them now. And we are improving every day. However, and many people are having more business initiatives, Doors are opening for many people in the area of business. People are getting promoted. I hear news from you all the days. However, it is possible that some of you fall a victim of weariness. Because I told you when Satan, when you start praying, you see people move, move, move. Death here, death here, death here, death all over. Everybody is running. They are afraid of death. They come to church. They pray, pray, pray. But if you don't, if you are not very careful, now that God has answered the prayer... It is not a time for you not to pray. Because I told you Satan will not worry where you are moving, but he will leave you to cool down and then he will invade. And that is where many Christians are victims. So you haven't come to a place where you say that the 7 o'clock prayer, don't miss it. And those of you who are active enough to join me in the, in, the, in the warriors of the night, 
rubber stamp it. First to seventh every month is Warriors of the Night. Twelve midnight we start praying. And you get ready to pray for an hour. If we close before one hour, good. But the seventh PM prayer that we are praying today is the one fifty seventh day of that prayer. And don't miss it. Secondly, you know, because we now give by our social media, I've warned you many, I think two years ago, that I see the future when I did banking law in my LLM, international banking. Really, I come across some information about monetary transactions, and I know that by the preparation of the IMF and the World Bank, in a, really it should, have been, it should have been achieved last year. That is to wipe off checks. It should have been achieved last year. But because of the infrastructure for other nations, that's why it's not been internationally. And some have achieved it. That we are going to only be transacting through a mobile phone. You understand me? So, now that we are giving offering through mobile phone, don't owe God a dime. Because God has covenant to bless us. But you know the blessings of God is attached to obedience in giving. Any blessing God speaks has condition. It has condition. Fasting and prayer does not bring those things. It is doing what the prerequisite condition that God said. And so, in giving, we must be faithful. We must be Really, we should give more to God in this season. Because God is blessing us more than ever. And the Lord will strengthen and bless you. Bow your heads and pray over your giving, please. Speak to the Lord about your giving. While the singer will come up. <laughs> 